You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 114. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. Today we're going to talk about something that seems to be happening to so many of my clients that I thought I would bring it up in an actual podcast episode. So right now that means if you are a client who has this issue, don't think I'm just talking about you because for me to do a podcast on it means it is happening a lot to many people, either my clients, friends, people I talk to, people trying to lose weight who are failing at it. Uh, So we're going to talk about under eating. And it's something that I've definitely brought up in past podcasts, but I really wanted to focus on why it is that people are not losing weight even though they're not eating that much because it's it's definitely it's, it's a different way of thinking. We we were we grew up thinking that you had to eat less to lose weight. But unfortunately, that is not always the case. So we're going to talk about under eating, some of the symptoms that it's causing and some of the reasons why it's not helping you. If your weight is stuck and you feel like you do everything right, you eat really healthy, you work out and your weight won't budge, that is often because of under eating. But before we get to that, we're going to start off with our Eagle's Eye on Health, which is our quick snip segment on it could be anything it could be something in medical news health news a health tip things like that well this week we're going to be talking about high strain jobs and how that is an increased risk for atrial fibrillation which i thought was really interesting this comes from the university of california berkeley and they are saying that atrial fib they a lot of people call it afib is a common a common heart rhythm disorder and can lead to strokes according to a recent swedish study in the european journal of preventative cardiology now some jobs involve high psychological demands but little control over the work situation Researchers looked at 13,200 people who were employed and had no history of AFib or cardiovascular disease. The participants filled out surveys about their work to determine, in particular, if they had job strain. Over the next six years, 145 of the participants developed AFib. Having a high-strain job increased the risk by almost 50%. That's really huge as well. The researchers controlled for age, education, weight, smoking, physical activity, and other factors. They also compared the results to two previous Swedish studies and found the same pattern. So people with high-strain jobs should speak to their employers about improving their work situation. Anyone experiencing palpitations or irregular pulse, which are symptoms of AFib, should seek medical attention. It's a really important thing because we are in a society and a time where work can kind of take over everything in our life. And as you can see, it can take over your health too. So a really stressful job, and unfortunately a lot of people are really stressed at work, 
it will affect your health eventually. And here it's saying like 50% more people, that's a pretty big number. It's leading to AFib and that's a cardiovascular issue that you need to really be careful of. So if you are that person in a very stressful work situation, or maybe your spouse or your partner is someone that you are noticing is always under stress in their workplace, definitely for one, make sure that you go get a physical every year or that your partner is. Make sure that everything's okay. Get that baseline with the heart. You know, like sometimes you need to have a baseline EKG to know what's normal for you. And that way, if something does change over the years, you would be able to take action. Now, the next thing you can take action on is under eating. And it's a really funny thing, and it kind of goes along with the last couple segments that we've done for the podcast in relation to overtraining, adrenal fatigue. Some of those things are definitely brought on because the person is not eating enough to fuel all of that, all the big workouts and and whatnot. So under eating in general is affecting tons of people, even people who are not athletes who don't have adrenal fatigue, but it could just be a parent who under eats. It could be the mom who under eats. It's your neighbor. It's people generally who are trying to lose weight and All they know is that we're supposed to eat less, work out more, and that's the way that we're going to lose weight. But I would say that under eating is probably the number one reason you're not losing weight. For my clients, that's definitely the case. Now, we did grow up in a time where eating, at least my generation, I'm 46 years old, uh, we grew up in a time where eating 1200 calories was like that designated amount for weight loss i don't know if that's how you feel but it seems like everybody you know knew you went on a 1200 calorie diet if you were trying to lose weight and that was for everyone and you know obviously every person is different every body type is different some people are taller and shorter and heavier and thinner and so you can't have one number for everyone to lose weight at that can be very damaging for some people who don't weigh that much or weigh too much or again one number does not work for everyone I can tell you this when I was in college I definitely gained the freshman 15 and I wanted to get that off pretty quickly it's like that summer hits after freshman year and you realize that you gained a lot of weight (laughs) I wanted to get it off quickly so my mom and I we we went on the 1200 calorie diet because that's what you did right and I'll, I'll be honest, it worked in the beginning because, first of all, I wasn't eating as many calories as I was in college dorm food rooms, of course. The cafeteria in our dorm, I think all I ate for dinner at night was sugar cereal and ice cream. I think I had ice cream every night on most nights in the dorm. And honestly, it was mostly just because I had zero knowledge that that was bad. You know, it was just available when you were a freshman and you go to the dorm. And I didn't like all the food they were serving, like all the greasy burgers and the greasy fries. And so I thought I was doing a good thing by choosing cereal, but of course it was always sugar cereal. And then figured, oh, I can just have a little ice cream 
every night. Well, that's how you put on 15 pounds pretty quickly. Well, so yeah, my 1200 calorie diet worked at first because again, I was eating less calories than I was probably taking in in college. But then it got to a point where it definitely plateaued and that happens pretty quickly. You'll get that quick weight loss when you drop calories too low, but it will level out very quickly. So why is that happening? Well, primarily because the body, as I always say, is smarter than you are, right? And so your body's really only job is to keep you alive. And if you are not taking in enough calories for even daily function, what do I mean by daily function? Getting out of bed, brushing your teeth, climbing your stairs to go upstairs to your house, walking to the car, getting in and out of the car. All of that daily function requires a certain amount of calories a day. And then there's exercise on top of that for most of you. Most of the people who listen to my podcast are working out. Not everybody, but a lot of you are working out. So you take the calories so low that it's not helping or fueling for the workouts and then possibly even so low I've seen people eating less than what their daily function would even be in terms of calorie expenditure I've seen people eating 800 calories a day 900 calories a day and they're running six miles a day and when you do that over time your body is basically saying okay how can I survive this? What is this person doing to me? They're not giving me any fuel. They're, you know, maxing me out on what I can handle with my calorie expenditure, all these calories out. What can I do? I can slow down your metabolism. I can slow everything in your body down as much as possible so that I can survive. And that is really what happens. I see it time and time again. People who do this, They come to me and they can't figure out why they can't drop the last five to 10 pounds. I barely eat, you know, I eat, they think they're eating so healthy and they don't actually think they're not eating that much usually as well. But they can't understand, well, what else can I possibly do? Because, you know, I can't, I can't eat less than this. And it's because they simply aren't giving their body enough calories. So their metabolism gets so slow and so sluggish that they come to me and they're never hungry. So when I start working with them and I say, okay, that's not enough calories. This is what's going on here. And then I try to get them to eat what they should be eating, like 1,600 to 1,800 a day. They can't even fathom it because their metabolism is so slow and sluggish at that point that they can't eat that much. So it takes time to build that back up. And I have done it with many clients and we have worked them back up, got their metabolism fired up to the point where they're hungry again. And hunger is good. Hunger is a sign that things are working. The fire is burning. That's, you know, the fire is like your metabolism and you want to be hungry and you want the metabolism fired up because you want to be burning the calories at a natural rate and and taking in enough to fuel daily function and those workouts. So let's talk now a little bit about what are some of the symptoms of under eating because a lot of people think they're not. And then they hear some of these symptoms and they go, oh, well, I do have most of those. So let's see. A number one symptom of overeating is fatigue. And a lot of us have fatigue. I get it. We are all burning the candle at both ends. But if you do that, 
and you work out and you don't eat enough, you're going to be very tired. Again, your body's doing what it can, but it can't do everything, so you will feel fatigued. The second thing that you will feel or you might feel is that you get sick all the time. You get sick more often. You get sick and it takes you a long time to get well. Basically, it's your immune system. It's also shot at this point. Your body is not strong when you undereat, and the immune system will definitely show it. So if you tend to get sick a lot, you have to ask yourself, are you getting in enough calories? Could it possibly be that you are undereating? Now, some people who don't eat enough, they actually lose their hair. Hair loss, that is a symptom of undereating. It's never happened to me. <laughs> Anybody who's ever seen me knows that I have enough hair for about 10 people. I never lost hair when I was pregnant, breastfed, nothing. I have enough hair for all of us. But symptom of overeating is that you could have hair loss. Another one is some people have fertility issues. So I, I have worked with clients who have trouble getting pregnant and we need to get their diet on track. A lot of them are, are gonna undergo fertility treatment. And the best thing I can do for someone who needs to go through fertility treatment is to make sure that their nutrition is dialed in. We want their body strong and healthy. We do not want it to be weak and deprived. So I have helped actually several of my clients get pregnant, even though they had issues with fertility before, but then once we get them eating enough, which is often a very big problem for them, then they get pregnant with IVF. So you can have fertility issues from not eating enough. You might also be the person who feels cold all the time. I remember I used to always feel cold and I, you know, I look back, this was long, long ago, like in my 20s, and I would guess I wasn't eating enough for sure. But if you have that symptom of always feeling cold, it's possible. Now, that one's a fairly generic one. A lot of women get cold a lot and there could be many other reasons and some of it's just how your body type is. So if you're cold all the time, don't think that if that's the only symptom you're feeling right now, it doesn't necessarily mean you're under eating. Um, some very young people who do not eat enough, they will have impaired growth. So that can definitely be a factor if you have a teenager or even younger than that and you think that they are not growing at a normal healthy rate, you need to take them into their pediatrician and you might talk to the pediatrician about their nutrition and, and find out what should their calorie intake be and are they getting in enough because it, it can be something very common. The young people, you know, it's our job. I always say that as a parent, it is our responsibility to feed the children and to make sure they're getting all of the nourishment they need. I'm not faulting any parent who is not nourishing their child. If they aren't getting in enough calories, you just have to figure out what you can do to help your kiddo get in some more if that's a problem. Another thing can be skin issues, and skin problems can be caused by many things. So again, if you have skin problems, it doesn't mean you're under eating for sure, but you know, it could be hormones as well. But skin issues can occur because again, it's just that all of the body's systems are sort of lowered down to a different, weaker level when you don't eat enough, and that can affect your skin as well. Another one is depression. I kind of feel like that goes with that next level of fatigue. I think we can get so tired sometimes that we just can't 
handle very much. And that's a very easy time when depression can kick in. So depression can be something. Constipation. Never get constipated. (laughs) Everyone who knows me knows. It's all about going every day, right? Can make or break a day. Constipation can happen if you are not eating enough. You can also have sleep issues. Could be different kinds of sleep issues. You might have trouble falling asleep. You will often have trouble staying asleep, but your sleep will not be deep and settled if you undereat. The last one is what we've been talking about is weight loss plateau. If you are in that weight loss plateau, you just cannot get that weight to move and you are not eating enough, then you probably won't get your weight to move because your body is literally holding on to every pound it can just so that it can survive. So it's very, very common. Now, how do you know if you're eating enough? Like how many calories should you be taking in? Well, that's different for everyone. I can't just give a number because every body is different. You know, and we've got tall people, thin people, overweight people, uh, not overweight people who think they're overweight people. There is no set number. But if you go online and you and you sort of look at any of these programs like My Fitness uh, Pal and LoseIt.com and all these food log kind of online apps, go ahead and go on and see just what, you know, input your weight and your age and your height and and hit maintenance that you just want to maintain your weight, right? And see how many calories it gives you just to maintain. And then maybe put in one pound of weight loss or two pounds of weight loss. See what number it gives you and then log your food for a couple days. Use that system. There's so many of them. They're all free. Um, Log your food for a few days and see where you're actually at. Because I kid you not, I have so many clients and they come to me and I'm in the plateau. I can't do anything. It's probably menopause. It's this. I go, well, let's just see where you're at. And I eat enough. I know I do. So I make them log food for a few days so I can sort of get a sense of what we would need to work on. And I really and truly see people eating 1,000 to 1,200 calories a day. And I'm talking about people who do very serious workouts, running, cycling, swimming, two workouts a day, three workouts a day, and they are just not eating enough. So put your food into loseit.com for a day. See what it comes out to. Get a sense for if you are or are not eating enough. And always ask your doctor. Now, sadly, I will say that a lot of MDs, they do not have a lot of nutrition background. They just, they don't get it in medical school and it's not a priority for a lot of them. Not saying all of them, but I'm saying it's not a priority for a lot of them. So you may go into your doctor and say, how many calories should I take? And am I eating enough? And they might just refer you right out to a nutritionist or a dietitian, something like that. But they may have a sense, if you start talking to them, if they think that there is a concern for undereating. Now, what's something that you can do? You know, if you are, in fact, undereating, which like I said, I've worked with so many clients who don't think they are, but if you are, in fact, undereating or you think, well, it's possible that I'm undereating, what are the kind of things you should do? Well, like I said, for one, you should start tracking your food because Not like I was because I want you to eat less than that, but because I want you to see where you're at and if we need to slowly start bumping calories up a little bit. Now, the second thing is if you know you're not eating enough, 
you need to get yourself on a food schedule. And what do I mean by that? Everybody should be eating three meals a day. That I can say about everybody. Three main meals. And then you should be having a minimum of two snacks in between those meals. For someone who's larger, could be they're taller or they're heavier, or some men, you might need three to four snacks a day. But what I want you to do is I want you to start scheduling them. So get your phone out and literally make it an appointment. You're going to schedule your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, and at least two to three snacks. I want the timer on your phone to go off every two to three hours. You should be eating every two to three hours to start firing up this metabolism. And if you've really been under eating for a long time, you might be like, this is way too much food. I can't eat that much and I'm not hungry. You just have to start eating a little bit more each day. So if you have breakfast and two to three hours later, you're not hungry for a snack, I just want you to have something really little. It doesn't have to be a big protein shake that's going to fill you up even more, right? But just something small. And then I want you to eat lunch a couple hours later. And then another small snack. And then dinner a couple hours later. And if you're someone who likes to have a little something sweet after dinner, save one of those snacks for your after dinner snack and have some fruit. That always is the way to get that sweet tooth taken care of without having processed sweets. So scheduling is going to help someone who is too busy to eat, doesn't think about eating, waits till they're hungry, but then they're never hungry so they don't eat all day. So scheduling is definitely going to help you. Another thing you can do is try a meal plan. So if you are really struggling and you're like, but I don't know what to eat for breakfast and I don't know what to have for a snack. That's when a meal plan might be very helpful. Now, I'm not a big fan of meal plans. People ask me for meal plans all the time. I have a meal plan, I made one. <laughs> one one-week meal plan for all those people who are dying to, to see exactly what a week of food should look like. Your breakfast, lunch, dinner, your two snacks, so I do have a meal plan. If that's something that you want to look at, you can go to eatbyexample.com. It'll give you a meal plan for approximately a 1,500 to 1,600 calorie day. If you're someone and you know that that's not enough calories for you, which I would commend you for knowing that, you would just double up some of the serving sizes for some of the meals. So a meal plan can at least show you what a full day of food looks like. If you are so far off the game and you know you don't eat enough and you're the person who skips breakfast and then you barely eat for lunch or you have a shake for lunch and then you know you get to dinner and you have a little bit of food then and if you're this person and the day is looking like that, then try a meal plan so that you can see what a balanced week of food would look like. Another thing, if you are that person who under eats, you cannot skip breakfast. That goes for everyone. But for sure you cannot skip breakfast because it is my, in my deep opinion that breakfast is one of the most important meals of the day. And if you Google that, you'll find half the people that agree with me and half the people that don't. That's fine. You can go with whatever you want. It, Anything that I ever talk about, just so you know, you could Google and find half the people who agree and half the people that don't. You have to do what you think is best for you and what makes sense to you. 
All I can tell you is that when I get my clients eating breakfast and they didn't eat breakfast before, they usually lose weight. It's like it fires up that fire, that metabolism. Like the first thing in the morning, we got to get that going again. You already fasted all night. So don't even don't even talk to me about intermittent fasting because I don't believe in it. Because the only fasting you need to do is from the moment you fall asleep till the moment you wake up. So when you wake up, you need to have breakfast, especially if you're not eating enough because we got to start getting the calories in. And I don't care if it's small. If you're not used to eating breakfast, start with something small. Whole grain toast with peanut butter, great. Um, a hard-boiled egg with maybe an English muffin, that would be great. Some oatmeal with a hard-boiled egg. Whatever it is, it can be small or it can be large. I like breakfast to be your biggest meal of the day. That would be great. But do not skip breakfast. Another thing, if you're not eating enough, please do not have a shake for a meal. That is like, that is never anything I ask my clients to do. We are not on Nutrisystem. So do not have a shake for a meal. And honestly, if you are someone who's never hungry, you might skip shakes altogether because they're very filling. And so I like to have my protein shake after I work out. So I like have breakfast, I work out, I have my protein shake. And it works for me, but I have a fired up metabolism. If you don't, a shake will really fill you up for a long time. So I would probably avoid shakes altogether if you're under eating, uh, unless you are hungry, but you're not getting in enough calories. A shake can be a great way to get in a lot of calories because you can load a shake with a lot of calories if that is something you need to do, but only if you're someone who feels hungry. Another thing, you might want to check with your doctor and you wanna make sure that all your blood tests are on track. You wanna make sure all your hormone levels are fine, everything's okay. If you are under eating for a really long time, it could definitely impact your hormones and your thyroid and your iron levels. And I would say it probably is time for a full physical and a full blood panel. So all of those things can help someone who's under eating. Trust me when I say that I have worked with hundreds and hundreds of clients. All I do is help people try to lose weight. That is my job focus primarily and get their nutrition on track. And when my clients do not eat enough, they do not lose weight. It really can take a little time to undo that sluggish metabolism, but I've seen it happen. I've helped many clients get through that. You just have to be patient. Uh, if you Oh, if you knew how many people come to me after they do the ideal protein diet, which is not enough calories, just so you know. That's like a completely unbalanced system. I do not ever recommend it. If you knew how many people come to me after ideal protein, yes, they lost weight initially, then they put it all back on because they could never maintain that lifestyle and their metabolism is so slow. So please do not go on any of these crazy diets that will put you into such a deficit that it takes a long time to build back up. None of those crazy diets are ever going to work, ever. I promise you. They will work short term, but they will not work long term and they will affect your metabolism and you will not feel good that way. That is not the way to lose weight. 
Now, the good news, you should be happy, you should be thrilled. The good news is you don't have to starve yourself anymore. Hooray! Starving yourself is never the way to lose weight. Your body knows when it needs food. And if you feel hungry, then I always tell my clients, you tell me if you're hungry because that means you need food. And we just need to make sure that it's the right balance of protein and fat and carbs and your sodium levels and your sugar levels. All that needs to be balanced, but you should never be hungry. That is not the way to lose weight. All right? So very important. You're not going to undereat. You're going to figure out if you are undereating because, again, it affects your metabolism and your hormones and so many things. Hunger really should be your guide. If you're hungry, you need more food. If you're never hungry, then we know something's out of whack. You should be hungry at some points in the day. Hunger's good. We never think it's good, but it is good. And if you just feel completely lost and you feel like you've done it all, you've tried it all, you live a healthy lifestyle, that that's when you need to get a coach or a nutritionist or a dietitian. Uh, at that point, if you feel like you're just not making any gains and you're not happy, then definitely seek out help. Uh, that's what I do for a living. So you can always come to me, go to earnthatbody.com or you can always email me directly, kim at earnthatbody.com. I am always help, happy to help people. It is truly my goal and my passion to help people realize that weight loss is not a mystery. It is a science and it can be done with lifestyle changes so that it lasts. The, I, the, the whole diet cycle and the ups and the downs and the fad diets and you lost weight and you gained it back and you lost weight, you cannot live life like that. And so when you can make these lifestyle nutrition changes, which is what I teach, and truly learn how to eat balanced nutrition, you know, I don't believe in being a vegetarian or a vegan or I believe in eating everything in moderation. So it's just about learning that balance and sort of getting things under control. So if you have any questions, always feel free to shoot me an email, Kim at earnthatbody.com. And thank you so much for being a listener today. I hope you did enjoy the episode. Under eating is something that happens to many people, a lot of people. I mean, overeating happens to many people too, but I feel like we live in a time where I'm seeing undereating now take over. And so I just want to make sure that people understand it a little bit more. If you enjoyed the episode, please give it a share on social media. Always appreciate a review on iTunes as well for the Earn That Body podcast. This podcast was designed to bring you health, fitness, and nutrition information that you could put into play right away. Looking forward to next week. Take care. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.